Welcome to Watchmen on the Wall, a daily outreach of Southwest Radio Ministries and SWRC.com. Today, Michael Hoggart is back with more information and insight from his time at the MUFON UFO Symposium. Friends, we have so many resources available for you at SWRC.com. Books, DVDs, conference information, our latest articles from the Prophetic Observer, the ability to hear past programs, and so much more. Visit SWRC.com today. That's SWRC.com. And remember, when you order a resource from Watchmen on the Wall, you are supporting the continued outreach of this program. So thank you. And if you have a prayer need, let us know. We consider it an honor to pray with you. You can email us your prayer request, prayer at swrc.com. That's prayer at swrc.com. Or just give us a call, 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. Marginal Mysteries host and author Micah Van Hus welcomes Michael Hoggard back to the program, ready with more insight and details on the latest findings from the UFO symposium he attended earlier this year. Welcome to the program today. I am your host, Micah Van Hus. I am the the producer of Marginal Mysteries for Southwest Radio Ministries. And today we're having our second segment with Pastor Michael Hoggard talking about the Mutual UFO Network. How are you today, Pastor? I'm doing fine, Micah. You're one of my one of my favorite guys over there because uh, you have the same mind as I. We want to find out these mysteries. We want to know what all is going on, and all the secret societies and all the cults and all the mysteries. I want to know what they're all about. Mm-hmm. So you and I have a kindred spirit, brother. And how do these aliens and these UFOs? How do they fit in with the enlightenment of mankind with the New Age movement? Well, that's something that as I go from place to place, and I'm sort of having some success in reaching out, especially to the church, to Christian people, to try to let them know, hey, number one, this is a different world that we're living in. It's not the world of, you know, the 1950s and 60s, where if you mention UFOs, you're crazy. So everybody kept their mouth shut, and it's a, you know, become a taboo subject in churches. But basically, as I reach out to them, and I explain to them, that yes, this is the work of Satan, it is the work of evil angels, it is the work of all of these devils, these demonic spirits that are mentioned all through the Bible, familiar spirits, unclean spirits, you name it, they're involved in this. And so it is, this phenomenon of UFOs is as big as practically everything can be when it comes to the Bible and understanding Bible doctrine. You and I were talking in the break about the coming New Age false gospel that's coming on the earth. I know you've done your study in this, and I've done mine. And one of the things that I've seen, Manly Hall has a book out called Secret Teachings of All Ages, and I think you can probably get it online for nothing. But he basically studied all of the secret societies and cults for, you know, all the thousands of years of man's history. And And he wrote in the opening of this book, he said, there's one great big gigantic secret. All mystery religions, all cults, all ancient religions, ancient mythologies, and so on, They all teach basically of one underlying secret, and that is the future state of mankind turning man into a god or turning mortal man into an immortal god. I find it interesting when the Apostle Paul mentions in Galatians chapter 1 concerning that very subject. He said, though we 
or, and here it is right here, an angel from heaven bring you any other gospel, let him be accursed. Mm -hmm. If we look back in Genesis chapter 3, I believe that was one of the things that the devil was trying to con Eve into. Because after he denies then that they will surely die, Satan, Satan said, thou shalt not surely die. And then he goes on to say, for God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then you shall be, then your eyes shall be opened and you shall be as gods, mm-hmm. knowing good and evil. So first of all, he says, for God doth know, and that's his way of saying God is a secret doctrine, but he hasn't told you. I'm the one who's going to tell you this secret, <laughs> and it's going to be your secret to immortality, that if you eat this fruit, then your eyes are going to be open, you're going to be illuminated, and then you're going to be a god with a little g. You're going to be just like all the gods of the heavens. You're not, going to, you're not ever going to die. You're going to live in a higher realm, and so on. And that basically is the, the gist of what the gospel is all about. You and I, we know that Christ died for us so that when we die or in the day of the rapture, we're going to be taken into heaven, we're going to have victory over death, we're going to be given new bodies, and we will live and die no more for eternity. That's what we're so seeing with these, uh, these hermetic philosophies, theosophy, all these New Age movements kind of have their roots in hermeticism, which I do believe comes from Hermes, finding the ancient knowledge of the Watchers. Fascinating. Go ahead. Yeah, Blavatsky. She had her problems. She believed in evolution, but she had her problems with Charles Darwin. Charles Darwin said, evolution just happens on its own. Blavatsky said, you're crazy. There's no way it can happen on its own. (laughs) And she believed that higher entities from the heavens, from the cosmos, came down and altered man's genetics at various times in his past. And she believed that that's what was going to happen in the near future. That's what Crowley was all about. That's what Blavatsky was all about. That's what Scientology is all about. That's what Freemasonry is all about. Mm -hmm. And all the cults is about turning man into a god. And I want to ask you about the Freemason stuff, if you're willing to spill a little bit of the secrets. So what we're seeing with all of these ancient secret societies, uh, even into the Catholic Church, you're seeing they are so close to the truth. The, The Satan is the great deceiver. They, on the front and on the public face of things, they show the gospel in a lot of ways. But in behind the scenes, is very different, such as Freemasonry, the pillars of Boaz and Jachin. They say it comes from Solomon's temple. Well, this is a great Christian uh, idea, but it really means something else behind the scenes. Go ahead and talk about that a little bit. Sure. I, I read Albert Pike's Morals and Dogma, and Albert Pike had an interesting statement in there. He said, those of you who joined the Lodge and you go through the first three degrees, and we told you what all these symbols meant, he basically said, we lied to you. We gave you a false interpretation because that's all you deserve for right now. It's not until you get higher up in masonry, but they're lying then, too, because I read Morals and Dogma. Albert Pike never one time mentioned what their real secret was, and that left me kind of upset. And mm-hmm. so I went to God. I said, God, I want to know their secret. God said their secret's in the Word of God. I found it in the Word of God. I believe it's in Daniel chapter 2, where that fourth kingdom, the Bible says that the fourth kingdom is iron, and there is the clay. One is hard, one is soft. They're opposites. One is movable, one is not movable. Mm-hmm. And so it's a, literally a kingdom divided against itself. But he said, just as iron is not mixed with miry clay, so when they mingle themselves with the seed of men, it won't last. It won't work. It will not give them that eternal life without death scenario that man is searching for. And so that's basically, if you look at 
Manley Hall or Albert Pike's interpretation of, let's say, the square and the compass. Pike said that the compass represents the earth and those who live on the earth. He said the compass points toward heaven, so it represents the heavens and those who live in the heavens. And they are joined together, the square with the compass. The compass represents the male, or excuse me, the compass represents the male, the square represents the female. And they are literally joined together, just like Daniel chapter 2 says, they mingle themselves with each other, and that's going to produce man's awakening. It's going to produce his mm-hmm. godhood. Enlightenment. So it is, and it's at the heart, Micah, of all of the UFO phenomenon, and maybe we can talk about this after the break, but mm-hmm. it is at the heart of the UFO phenomenon and alien abduction. And we will talk about it after the break. There's another very important question I'm going to ask you, and I'll ask it now. We'll talk about it after after the break. How can we as Christians and believers resist this false gospel? We'll get to that after the break. So uh, again, Micah Van Huss, I'm talking with Pastor Michael Hoggard about the Mutual UFO Network. Fascinating topics. We have his DVD here at Southwest Radio Ministries. Just go to swrc.com to order your copy. Pastor, uh, how can they get hold of you? You can reach us at our website on this subject, ufopastor.com. I'm here with Pastor Michael Hoggard talking about the Mutual UFO Network. Pastor, we want to ask whatever you want to talk about, but we do want to know how can we as Christians and believers resist this false gospel message of the aliens? Well, thankfully, we know the scriptures, Micah, that where Jesus promised that if it would be possible, they shall deceive the very elect. And so what Jesus is saying is those who are truly saved, it's not possible to deceive us with this deception. And so we know one of the, for number one, God is going to shield his true believers because we have the shield of faith, which means that we believe God's word. We believe what God said in the Bible. And that's going to be our shield for this in the last days, because there is going to come in Second Thessalonians 2, Paul said that wicked is going to be revealed. He's going to have all the power of signs and lying wonders that the devil gives him. He's going to have all the deceivableness of unrighteousness. And God said, for this reason, God shall send them strong delusion that they they should believe a lie. And so this strong delusion is what's going to pull mankind away. And when you brought that question up, I immediately thought of a story that came out last week about the former actress and dancer, Goldie Hawn. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's married to um, Kirk, oh, I can't remember his name. But anyway, back in the 60s when she was doing dancing and so on, she said that she took a break from a dancing gig she had. She asked a friend if she could go out to his car and, and take a nap. And he said, yeah. So she goes out there and she wakes up from her nap and she sees these aliens standing outside of the car. And they're, they look like they're chattering with one another and pointing toward her and looking at her. And she said, all of a sudden, it felt like I was touched by these, by these aliens in my head. And she said, I had this overwhelming, strong emotion of love and joy and peace with these aliens. She said, and this is her word, she said, it was like I was touched with the very finger of God. <laughs> now, we know that's not God. But having done the research that I've done into the whole UFO movement, I can tell you that is a common thing. There was a UFO flap, I think in the 70s, I believe, or early 80s, down in Texas. There was UFOs being seen all the time. One guy 
he goes outside of his house. He sees this UFO coming, flying over him. It's not going very fast. But he said, as the thing approached him and got right over him, he said, I felt the most overwhelming sense of joy and happiness and contentment and peace. He said, like I was united with God himself. Mm -hmm. And so there was a famous case involving a lady who believed she was a practicing Christian by the name of Betty Andreessen. And she basically became a spokesman for all these aliens. She had multiple alien encounters from the time she was 12 years old and, and on throughout her life. And she always maintained that these aliens were sent by God. During one of her hypnotic regressions, she enters into a state where the people doing the hypnosis want to speak directly to the aliens through her. And she said, well, they're right here in the room. And all of a sudden, the book says she began to speak in an unknown tongue. This went on for several minutes. The, you know, the people look at each other like, what in the world is she saying? And then while she's hypnotized, they took a picture of her. She has this expression of pure joy on her face, and she's lifting her hands up toward the, the sky, and she's worshiping and praising and so on, tears running down her eyes. And I believe, Micah, we know the devils have a lot of power over us humans, us weak humans. Mm -hmm. In Job chapter 4, one of Job's friends, he life as a Temanite. He had an encounter with a spirit, I believe an evil spirit, in a dream state that he had. And so we know that devils can access our emotional state, our lust, our desires, and so on. And I believe that mankind is going to be hit with this absolute feeling of joy and happiness and peace mm -hmm. and so on. It's a false peace, and it's going to be based on, on their emotions only, and it's going to draw people away from the truth of the gospel. Yeah. I'm not against emotion, but I believe that if you base your religious experience purely on your emotions, you're going to be wrong. And so that's why we have to rely upon the written word of God, the unchangeable word of God in these last days. And for someone that may be hearing this after the rapture, God tells us how we will know false Christs. How is that, Pastor? Well, they'll know false Christ because they don't speak like Christ. Christ said they'll speak of themselves. They will always draw attention to themselves and say, look at me, worship me. We know that the image of the beast in uh, Revelation chapter 13 is going to deceive everybody, and he's, this image is going to have the ability to have a will and a desire, and it's going to tell the false prophet and all the people that anybody who doesn't worship him, this image, should have their head cut off. That's one of the ways that you recognize the false Christ is that he is going to be the opposite of everything that Jesus is. So Indeed. you study the teachings of Christ, get to know who Jesus mm -hmm. It's like knowing fake money from real. If you've got the real stuff and you know what you're looking at, when someone hands you a fake one, you know it. Absolutely, and they will not admit that Jesus himself is the Christ. They want to be Jesus, so the false Christ. Exactly. The title of your last disc, Disc 3, Gray Aliens, Owls, and Bible Prophecy, how do owls fit into this? We see some owls in Masonic symbolism, Illuminati symbolism. What do the owls have to do with this? I came across this when I was studying dragons in the Bible. Just very quickly, there's several different races that people say that they see when it comes to aliens. There's the reptilians. They have a reptile appearance. They look like serpents, or they look like lizards, or they look like dinosaurs in some cases. But they have, a, they have sort of a dragon appearance. And so we know that in the Bible that dragons represent, well, we know that the devil is a dragon. Mm -hmm. He's a serpent. 
And so he would be a reptilian, and I believe that there are other evil angels that ha- also have that appearance. So mm-hmm. the reptilian aliens are nothing more than reptilian angels or reptilian devils. Number two, the Nordic aliens. They are blonde-haired, blue-eyed. They look like people from Denmark or Sweden. They're very, very, very nice-looking. They're very muscular-built. They would be the angels that would be strangers among us that we wouldn't know if they were human or angels. The Bible talks about an army coming from the north. Well, these are called the Nordic angels because they come from the north. That's the Nordic a- alien. Then we have, oh, we have the um, insectoids. They look like insects. We know from Joel chapter 1, the palmer worm, the canker worm, the locust, and so on is going to come out. We know there's a locust army in Revelation chapter 9. And then we have what people refer to as the gray alien. I came across, a, somebody sent me a picture that somebody had taken of two baby barn owls that didn't have hardly any feathers. When you look at this picture, their body type and their face and their eyes look almost identical to these gray aliens. And if you look in Isaiah chapter 13, Isaiah chapter 34, God says that it's a prophecy against Babylon. And he said, in Babylon, no man will inhabit that area. So it's going to be a desolate area. And he said it's going to be filled with dragons. Dragons are going to live in people's houses. Dragons are going to live in in pleasant places. And he said it's going to be full of owls. Well, we know from the parable of the seed and the sower that the fowl of the earth represents the devil and, and all the devils, because that's how Jesus gave the interpretation. And so when we see owls in the Bible, I believe God is describing for us a type of evil spirit. And I believe that these gray aliens match that. There was a speaker this year at MUFON. His name is Mike McClellan. And he, he's written several books. He's done several videos on how many times people who encounter gray aliens and abductions, before or after their encounter, they almost always see owls. Sometimes they're strange owls. Sometimes the owls that are like four feet tall. They always have these owl encounters. There was a movie made called The Fourth Kind. And it basically featured that idea that people in regression said they were seeing owls, but then later on they recognized that what they were looking at was the eyes of these gray aliens. So I believe that the Bible then is opening up for us exactly what these entities are and a little bit about their nature. They dwell in a place where Jesus does not dwell. Always very interesting. And I'm sure we've got a bunch of listeners doing exactly what I just did and Googling the pictures of these uh, owls. And um, so hopefully you're not driving while doing that. But Pastor, it's been, <laughs> it's been an awesome uh, two days talking with you. Again, Micah Van Hus with Marginal Mysteries. You can get a copy of the MUFON Network DVDs at swrc.com. And Pastor Hoggart, how can folks get a hold of you? They can reach us through our website on this topic, ufopastor.com. Pastor Hoggart, it's been a pleasure talking with you. I look forward to seeing you at the next conference. Make sure you check out Pastor Michael Hoggard. Listen to his Mother of All Secrets presentation, his Vatican Secrets. Some excellent content here from Pastor Hoggard. Pastor, it's been good talking to you. Thank you, Micah. God bless. God bless. Michael Hoggard's complete rundown of the information from the MUFON Symposium is found in the brand new DVD entitled Special Report from the Mutual UFO Network Live Symposium. This multi-part video series deals with various subjects, including a New Age false gospel related to the UFO phenomenon, how man's consciousness must be altered to accept the soon-coming invasion of evil demons posing as aliens, 
how Christian believers must put on the whole armor of God in order to resist the false gospel message of these aliens and much more. Learn the latest with this DVD. Order your copy today when you call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. Or you can always order on our website, swrc.com. Lise Cutshaw, editor of our monthly Prophecy in the News magazine, is here with the latest information from this month's issue. Well, it's good to be with you again. Kenneth Hill here. I want to uh, ask some questions of our panelists that are with us today. Uh, This is going to be talking about our magazine that is on the shelves now, or will be shortly anyway. And we want you to enjoy this preview of the Prophecy in the News magazine. We have Lise and Josh here. Howdy. Well, there they are. (laughs) Well, one of them. Well, you heard Josh and you heard me, and now you've heard from from Lise as well. Let's begin with a, a simple question. What is the topic? for the upcoming issue. Lise? We have a couple topics, and I I think that uh, the first one especially will be no surprise, but we did want to turn our focus to Israel, the historical, archaeological, biblical background of, of a number of issues there. So we'll be looking at Israel. Authors will be speaking and explaining some aspects there, but also the Bible. That is a broad subject, 66 books, but it seemed to intertwine very nicely with Israel, the topic of Israel. Josh, uh, you have an article that's uh, going to be in this magazine on Israel and Bible prophecy. Give me a give me a 30-second synopsis, would you? Yeah, I could really launch into it, but I'll try to do 30 seconds. And some people are checking their watches to, <laughs> to see what I do here. But basically, I talk about often questions that are asked of our ministry. You know, since the war broke out in Israel, we've received a lot of questions. Is this the Psalm 83 war? Is this the Ezekiel 38-39 war? Where is this in Bible prophecy? How does this line up? So I walk through some of those passages and help people to understand exactly how this lines up in Bible prophecy. Well, you also have an interview with an author. Those folks have a new book. Tell me about it. Yes, yes. So on Watchmen on the Wall, I was able to interview a couple months ago author Amir Sarfati, and he has a book that basically asks and answers the question, has the tribulation begun? Now, obviously that book was written well before the war in Israel. Amir is an Israeli citizen, and he has been providing numerous updates for people since the war broke out and keeping people abreast of what's happening in Israel. Uh, We thought it would be pertinent to run that because the interview and his book were all written before these events in Israel unfolded, and it answers a great question that many people are asking today, has the tribulation begun? As part of his answer to that question, he explores Israel and Bible prophecy in that book, so it's a very helpful resource as well. Lise, what are some of the other authors that are weighing in on Israel and what the Bible teaches 
or perhaps even products about the Holy Land. Give me some idea of those that are going to be in this issue. Well, I'd love to be able to talk about all of the additional articles that will be in the magazine, but just to give a taste of a couple, we have an article from Dr. Doug Stauffer, a pastor in Florida and well-known prophecy teacher, and he's going to be sharing with us some insights on the long-time Israel-Hamas conflict and, and its historical background from biblical times as well as contemporary times. Then Dr. Ron Rhodes, who has written articles in the last couple magazines, just happens to be coming out with a reprint and a revision of his Israel on High Alert book. Just as that comes out at the beginning of December, we are going to be able to excerpt that. And he has some really interesting insights on Zionism, Arab nationalism, and Islamic fundamentalism, comparing those, helping us better understand those groups and what their foundations are. Well, we have a number of excellent articles in the Prophecy in the News magazine this edition. What about those articles, Josh, that are looking forward to what the Bible has to say? Well, I know that we have an excerpt from Dr. Lonnie Shipman's new book called The King of Books, and he talks about the impact of the King James Version on the nations. I had the privilege when we were at our Columbus conference to sit down with Dr. Shipman and have some extended conversations with him about these topics, and it's uh, very fascinating. Little known history that people often have no clue about, and so I'm excited that we can feature that in the magazine as well. Well, also, as I understand it, there's going to be some things coming from another author as well. Uh, What are those about, and who is in charge of those? Well, Brother Don Perkins is another biblical prophecy guru in our country and is so well-known. We had the privilege of also having him at our last conference, Mm -hmm. and he has an amazing video presentation regarding the two judgments, something so misunderstood by so many people, the difference between the Bema Seat judgment and the White Throne judgment. Well, we want to call your attention to the current issue of the Prophecy in the News magazine. We want you to have a subscription. We need you to get one for yourself before the end of the year and keep that subscription going. I have a life subscription, and I would hope that you would get one of those as well so that it comes without fail to your home. And we want to remind you that God is still on the throne and prayer changes things. Amen. Amen. Michael Hoggard's complete rundown of the information from the MUFON Symposium is found in the brand new DVD entitled Special Report from the Mutual UFO Network Live Symposium. Learn the latest with this DVD. Order your copy today when you call 1-800-652-1144. Lord willing, we'll be back here Monday ready to once again bring clarity to the chaos. Head into the weekend with the encouragement that God is still on the throne 
and prayer changes things. Watchman on the Wall is a production of Southwest Radio Ministries and is supported by faithful listeners just like you. Visit swrc.com 